Hey, good morning, Christ Center. I hope you're doing well this morning. Welcome, 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 Christ Center Nation, everybody. I hope your week, uh, your last week had uh, has been, was amazing, and your week stepping into it, I declare right now, it's going to be off the chain that you will overcome by the blood of the Lamb because the Word says that we are that. Man, I hope y'all doing good. If you're happy to be alive this morning, somebody just throw some hearts in the chat. Let me know that you're with me this morning. Let me know that you're there and everything is everything. Y'all good? Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Man, I'm excited about going forward in the Word today. If you haven't had a chance to like and share, would you take a moment right now and yes, I'm live from Christ Center Studios. I'm live again this morning, and we are uh, pressing through. And this live thing is uh, on me again. I don't know how long it's going to be on me, but it's on me right now. <laughs> so we are uh, doing the live thing. So good. Good to see you. Thank you for all your hearts. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Welcome, Facebook. Welcome, YouTube. And if you would share, give us an opportunity to minister in your network, to share the word of God, the glory of God in your network. If you've not had a chance to give, uh, the giving information is there on the screen today. And um, I encourage you to sow and to continue to push the kingdom. Um, we're going to be talking about that soon. Hey, Lisa. Lisa says her youngest kiddo is with her home from college. Hey, youngest. What's up? <laughs> Thank you for being on with uh, with mom and dad today. Cool. So if you haven't had a chance to give, go ahead and you can give. And so right here, so happy to see all of you in the house today. And um, listen, last week, you all was so, so mature and stayed on. And I was, I mean, I preached longer yesterday than I have in a while, definitely since I think probably longer than I have during the uh, the pandemic. And so um, thank you for being on. So I'm going to jump in today so I can get you out early. Maybe like we can redeem the time from last week. I want to get you out early. Um, the Lord is doing some amazing things. So uh, let's see, how do I want to go here? Let's take a moment and pray together uh, for our time today. And then we will move forward from that because I got some, some stuff as we uh, get to the word, share with you. Remember, y'all, we are praying um, for the victims of war. <laughs> Faye said no hurry okay Faye no hurry hey Chris no hurry okay well good thank you for that Faye I'm gonna I'm I'm chill for a minute then um, we're praying for the victims of the war we're praying for both Ukrainian citizens and Russian citizens who have nothing to do with this decision and we want to pray that the hand of God be with them during this during this season. This is a hard season uh, for those who are just regular everyday people. It's a hard season and uh, my heart goes out to them as they're they, uh, burying in mass graves and loss uh, their loved ones. No hope. I don't have coffee today. I already had a cup. 
I figured I better not bring any in into the studio with me today because if I do that, then we'd be in trouble. So I went on and left it. Not unless lady want to bring me some out here. If she want to bring me some, y'all in trouble. Ha, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> who's that Tammy? Yeah. So let's uh, let's pray together as we approach the Word of God today. Um, this is like I keep telling y'all. This is a season when the Lord is doing some amazing things. I see it happening, <laughs> Tracy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no coffee today. Not out here anyway. If some show up on my desk, we we in trouble. All right. <laughs> Let's pray together. Let's turn our hearts toward God this morning as we um approach his throne in prayer. Father in Jesus name, we honor you and worship you this morning. For you are the great I am. Who was likened unto thee, O God? You rule and super rule in the majesty of your power, and we worship you. You are the King Eternal. Our hearts are lifted this morning to you and only you. You are worthy to receive all majesty and power. Dominion belongs to you today. And so, Lord, we ask this morning that as we approach your throne that you would receive the cries of our hearts father i pray that you would receive all that is a burdening 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 the people today the burdens that they've been carrying all week some of them even longer would you lift them today lord jesus the prayers that they have uh, the petitions that are in front of you would you give ear to those this morning, Lord? I pray today that you would meet the needs, that you would bring healing. I thank you for healing in bodies. I thank you, Lord, for making ways and arrangements for personal situations, for court situations, contract situations, negotiations. I thank you, Lord, that you're showing up on behalf of your people. Thank you. And I pray today that your protection be upon the people who are in the midst of war. The babies, the mothers who are without their husbands and their sons. Would you be with them right now? Even the Russian people, Father, who are feeling the, the burden of all of this. Would you be with the, the saints? that declare your name, those in Russia, those in Ukraine, those in Poland, be with them. And today, Lord, as we release your word, would you think through my mind, speak through my mouth, give me clarity of thought and agility of wit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. Y'all ready? Uh-oh, y'all in trouble. Come here. Come here. Uh-uh, come here. Look, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. She just brought me some coffee. <laughs> Lady brought me some coffee. She was, uh-oh, yeah. 
so you must really want church today don't you, you want a long yeah okay okay thank you baby <laughs> oh boy for all those who were wondering oh it's nice and hot too okay look at Tammy say here we go yeah okay so last week I started uh, a new series um, entitled the to-do list and uh, the to-do list is you know positioning us getting our minds right to execute the kingdom agenda okay so listen 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 I want to tell y'all what happened I want to tell y'all what happened it's all up from here look <laughs> yeah that's right it's up from here let me tell y'all what happened so last week uh you know last week was I preached longer such a heavy demand uh that uh I felt the Lord was was uh, had placed on me for last week and I also felt you pulling now let me say this as I shared with you last week regarding um the anointing on me uh prophetically um as it relates to uh, uh apostolically as well and you started pulling on it and that's what needs to happen Christ centered knows that like when we bring uh ministry gifts in front of us I tell you who they are and what to tap into so you'll know that our expectation will be the same that if they are a prophetic gift, if there's an apostolic gift, if they are teaching anointing, a pastoral anointing, that we tap into that, put a straw in that. That's what we used to say back in the day to uh, to be able to get from them the anointing that rests on them. And so you started pulling on that last week. So as I started talking to you about um, the apostolic call on my life, and I even said to you last week, Chris Bryan was teasing me when I went to see him this week. He was teasing me. He was like, Pastor, you was on some other stuff. <laughs> he said, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so so what happened was um, I said to you that you have to understand that anointing on me so that you can release me from just being the pastor of this local assembly to being an apostolic voice in the body, right? And see, some people just feel like, you know, he just be talking and, you know, that ain't nothing. Let me tell you, I said to you Tuesday night or Wednesday night that I had to share with, uh, had to go preach over at Beulah Heights University, right? And I want to thank Lalitia for being there, came and supported us. And um, so I didn't know that the church or that the school so normally when i was there and i'm sure when lalitia was there at students you know chapel used to be full well because of pandemic and now they're doing a lot online Chap chapel was like bare bare minimum just a just a couple of people you know well not a couple of people but maybe about 10 or 12 people uh there but what i didn't know is that they were streaming to their campuses in tokyo south korea uh, the Congo, Africa, um, also uh, Brazil, and then their campus over in Marietta, which is a big Brazilian presence. Um, but they also have one in Norcross that's a very uh, large Hispanic uh, presence. And so what's happened was in the matter of a few days of me 
me saying to you and, and really me owning what I sense God was saying over my life in these days, in a matter of a few days, it happened. So I, I preached to five countries at one time on Thursday. Five different countries. And why are you saying all that, Pastor? It's not to be super spiritual. What I'm saying to you is when you step into own it, receive it, say even say back to God, I sense this is on my life. I hear you. I'll do it. God opens doors immediately. Y'all, I have been away from Beulah. I hadn't been back to Beulah. I never preached at Beulah, period. I graduated in 2010. And all of a sudden, this happened out of nowhere. Didn't even go up there for that. I went up to the campus, portion I went to the campus to talk to them about using the campus for our anointing service, which of course they said yes. So our anointing service, the drive-through anointing service that I mentioned to you several weeks ago, we are uh, we got that locked in in the heart of Atlanta. So that way, those of you who are coming in from out of town or from the 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 parts south and, and extreme north um, of the city, you don't have to drive like over to Austell or Douglasville. We can just come to the, the heart of downtown Atlanta and drive through and receive uh, the anointing and the prayer and all of that and keep it moving. So we'll let y'all know what's going to happen there and when you need to start registering for that. But God does things quickly. And I just want y'all to know that's the season that we're in. So in your prayer time, you got to go and tap into God. What are you saying here? What should I be doing? Start it with what, what should I be doing today? And watch him make it clear and open some doors. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yes. Listen, Nicole says when we prioritize God's purpose, he accelerates his prophetic word. Look at that. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I hear you. I hear you, Nicole. Get ready. <laughs> get ready. Yeah, since you say stuff like that, get ready. I bet you stop typing now. That's so funny. Okay. Now, so last week we started this series, and I told you last week that uh, <laughs> I told you last week that there were four things, four items on our to-do list. Four items on our to-do list. Um, number one is prioritize. Number two is to posture. Number three is to perform. And number four is to prevail. Those are the four things that are on our list that we should be um, making sure that we are positioning ourselves here, that we're understanding that this is on our to-do list. When you create a to-do list, you create that list and then you operate. When you say today, I got this, 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 and this to do, you keep that to-do list in front of you so you can check it off. Okay. So last week I told you that all four of those will uh, be its own uh, lesson or its own talk. I did not finish prioritized last week. So we're going to, we're going to finish that today. I will not add another cause I want to let you go at a decent time since I didn't do that last week, but I want to pick up where we left off. Okay. So we start talking about that on this to-do list as we execute the kingdom agenda that we have to prioritize. Okay. I need you to help me with that. And, uh, 
I want you to, uh, everybody type in the chat, first things first. First things first. That's what prioritize means. Now, I do want to say this to you as it relates to prioritizing while you're typing that and we move on. Um, you know, there are revolving priorities. There are revolving priorities. And that's important for us to understand that as we lead families and as we do the work that we're doing and do the stuff that God has placed in our hearts to do, that we have revolving priorities that and we got to be mature enough, sensitive enough to understand that in this today, this is this. And sometimes our, our priorities revolve. And so then that another one moves in. To, it's not always as linear as things used to be that we have. And you got to be able to manage that. Are you hearing me? You got to be willing to do that. First things first. And so that's prioritized. So what I said to you last week was we have to first prioritize our pursuits, what we run after. And I, I'm not going to go back and breach it. So if you didn't see it, you can go back to our website and check it out. Um, our website and it'll have uh, if you click listen here is for our uh, podcast which is on Apple uh, Apple podcast or you can click on watch online the first one is listen online watch online you can watch our services just like uh, the capture of what we're doing right now or you could also go to YouTube of course you can see it here on our page uh, on Facebook so in our pursuits we have to prioritize the kingdom of God, okay? That's important. Then I talked about that we have to our, our prioritize not just in our pursuits, but in our thinking. We got to prioritize our thinking. You got to think about what you think about. I shared this message with the, with the uh, body of Christ at Beulah because, and I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to. I wrestled with God all the way up to like seven o'clock Thursday morning, I'm like, I don't want to preach that. I'm going back to my mind. I want to be able to tell a story and, and, you know, and dig out the stuff to that. He's like, no, talk. he says, what I got you on right now is kingdom talk. He says, we, I want you to lift your eyes from personal building at, for this moment and, and get my people back to kingdom thinking. I was like, yes, sir. Anyway, our thinking we got to prioritize the kingdom. Number two, we got to prioritize our thinking. And here's number three. And I'm going to get out of here. We got to prioritize our giving. Now, I want you to hear me. And I realize it. You know, giving in the body of Christ, giving in the church, talking about giving in the church for the average parishioner. They are offended. And they, that's, what pastors, that's what pastors talk about. And they always got to talk about money. What I realize about Christ-centered nation, these are not, you are not average parishioners. You're not average. And I got coffee. And right now I'm uninhibited. <laughs> I don't care. Um, yeah, you're not average. So I want to talk to you about prioritizing your giving. So if y'all with me today, <clears throat> open your Bibles to Matthew 28. I want to start right here. I got three texts to show you and uh, we should be, we should be good to get you out of here shortly. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 11. Listen to this. <clears throat> 
I'm going to read it, then I'll explain it to you. At this moment, we're talking about prioritizing our giving. Okay. Meanwhile, verse 11 says, and I'm reading this from the message version. Meanwhile, the guards had scattered, but a few of them went into the city and told the high priests everything that had happened. They called a meeting of the religious leaders and came up with the plan. They took a large sum of money and gave it to the soldiers, bribing them to say, his disciples came in the middle of the night and stole the body while we were sleeping. They assured them, if the governor hears about our, uh, our sleeping on duty, we will make sure you don't get blamed. Or if, if, if the governor hears about your sleeping on duty, <laughs> uh, we'll make sure you don't get blamed. The soldiers took the bribe and did as they were told. That story cooked up in the Jewish high council is still going around. Listen, so here it is. Jesus comes off the cross, buried in the tomb. Okay, Jesus told them, he says, if you tear this temple down in three days, I'm going to raise it up again. Bottom line, if you come after me. Now, listen, these are religious leaders. Okay, I'm, you y'all you, are worried about losing your position. And I'm telling you, God's not happy with the way you're managing <laughs> uh, his church. So he goes into the tomb. He dies. He goes in the tomb. He comes out of the tomb. He is risen like he said. And when the guards go in who were asleep, they said, but that's when the angels showed up. OK, the angels showed up. They fainted. Jesus comes out of the tomb. When the disciples goes back to tell the officials High priest officials now. This is not even government. High, that, that this is what happened, that he's gone. They say, how about we pay you to tell everybody that his disciples stole his body? Why is that significant here, Pastor? Here's why. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus, is that he died OK, he was buried and he uh, was raised from the dead. That is the gospel, because everybody that has come before him, when they died, their body can still be found. Their bones can still be found. But our Jesus, not so much. OK, old pastor would say on Easter Sunday, because on the third day he rose with all power. Don't get me started on that, because the old pastor say he got up, he got up. Yeah, he got up. That is our gospel. So then the officials say, how about we pay you to tell them that this gospel does not exist? We pay you to say he ain't just gone. You say that they stole his body because whatever's going on here, we don't need people to think it's supernatural. We want them to think that they just stole his body to make him look like it was going to be the way he said it. And what I'm telling you is if it takes money or if it took money to minimize or hush the gospel to the same degree, our giving. Come on to the same degree, our giving will promote it. If the enemy knew. 
that the weight, that the power financially could do this? Why? That's what it was. That's right, Tammy. It was hush money. That's exactly right. So then if the enemy knew that that's what was happening or it, that there is this possibility that we could just pay somebody, use money to quiet the gospel. Why is it that the body can't understand that money answers all things? That we need to be able to prioritize our giving so that we can, come on. We got to prioritize our giving so that we can spread the gospel. Prioritize our giving. So we can spread the gospel. See, that's for Christ Center. That's why I shared with you guys months ago that when we locate this building, this building will not just be Sunday service. No, no, no. No, we're doing studio work. We're building a studio that we can have worship in because there are other people who have godly podcasts who are helping with financial building, financial wealth, people who understand different industries. That, that's the part of the body of Christ that we want to be instrumental in being able to spread the gospel. That just doesn't happen anymore in the pulpit. So we have to prioritize our giving so that we can build platforms to help spread this gospel. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Christ Center Studios shouldn't just be small we should have a lot of folk coming in to use the studio to be able to get out the kingdom that's what the world is doing look how y'all look come on somebody got somebody want to be able to uh to build a, a a cooking show while talking about the word of god come on bible study and cooking at the same time Somebody should be able to do that. I can't get no talk right there. Lady Portia should be able to push uh, the ladies uh, of Christ Center Nation and the Ruby Network from a Christ Center studio. Y'all, come on. Come on. It shouldn't just be red table talk to talk about salacious stuff. We should be able to have red table talk simply because that table is covered in the blood. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying, but we got to prioritize our giving. And some of the challenges we have prioritized ourselves over the kingdom agenda. This ain't going to be good. I put a, I put a, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh. I put a uh, we put a reel out the other day. Somebody, somebody, one of the haters came back on my reel and was like, uh, I don't know what you're preaching. You, you should just be preaching the cross. You shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be preaching all that. You should just be preaching the cross. I said to myself, I didn't respond because my PR person lady told me I can't respond to stuff like that. But you know what I wanted to say was, yeah, first of all, you don't know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to a group of people who uh, we are not at the cross with these people. These are scholars. These are theologians. Y'all not hear what I'm saying? <laughs> These are theologians. And so it, you don't understand that, that, the, that what we're preaching this day, if all we have is the pulpit, we're missing it. If we ain't ready for that. The church is so far behind 
That's why many churches died when we had to switch to technology like this. They're still trying to figure out how we going to do this. And it's time for the body to move our, to, to, to shift our thinking back to the kingdom of God. I know, I know. We've dropped the ball in the sense that when the at, at once in one time in this dispensation that we were sowing into the body of Christ and those who were leading was taking money. I get it. But that ain't everybody. And that ain't this. That ain't this. Some of y'all watching me right now. Know somebody who got what we need to invest and give us this building so we could put in it what we need to put in it to get the message out. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking at me. Don't look at me like that. Come on. Yes, Tony, and their buildings are just sitting, waiting for Sunday, waiting for Wednesday. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. The stuff that I'm watching out there these days that's pushing other agendas, and they don't mind. But we can't come together and say, hey, we're going to push the kingdom agenda on here. That's what we're going to do. Quality. All right, let me keep moving. So understand this, that we have to prioritize our giving so we can spread the gospel. Are y'all ready? We gotta, so we got to prioritize our giving. If you want to write this down, we're prioritizing our giving, number one, to the gospel, to spreading the gospel, okay? Number two, we got to prioritize our giving to the house of God. To the house. To the house. Haggai chapter 1. I love this. Haggai chapter 1. Message version. Put your, uh, put your seatbelt on. God is speaking here in this text. Here it is. Chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 2. And it reads like this. A message from the God of the angel armies. <laughs> The people procrastinate. It's the way it starts. They say, uh, they say this isn't the right time to build my temple. The temple of God. Shortly after that, God said more to Haggai and Haggai spoke it. He says this. How is it that it's the right time for you to live in your fine new homes while the home, God's temple, is in ruins. And then a little later, God of the angel army spoke out again. Take a good hard look at your life. Think it over. The King James Version, New King James Version would say, consider your ways. He says, you have spent a lot of money, but you haven't much to show for it, Jesus. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're, you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothes, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. A leaky, rusted out bucket. That's what. That's why God of that's what uh, that's why God of the angel army said, take a good hard look at your life. 
Think it over. Then God says, here's what I want you to do. Climb into the hills, cut some timber, bring it down and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourselves, but nothing has come of it. The little you have brought to my temple, I've blown away. There was nothing to it. And why? This is the message from the God of the angel armies, remember. <laughs> because while you've run around, caught up with taking care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why. I got to stop right here. This right here, this is some heavy, 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 heavy stuff. God said, he says, the stuff you brought to the temple. He said, I blew it away. What? Why would you do that, God? He says, because you're bringing this little leftover to me. And you flossing, you on fleek, you living above and not beneath. You're the head and not the tail. Why? Because I put you there. He says, but you bring me the leftovers of your life. And I've blown it away because there was nothing to it. Y'all, when are we going to get real with ourselves about our living, level of giving to the house of God? I'm amazed. Listen, I've had people leave this church because they said at my age, I don't think I should be going to a church that's worshiping in a school. I think I should be a part of church that has its own building. But when I checked they given, it didn't support having its own building. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff we talk about. We want to go to a place that's already established so we don't have the responsibility uh, responsibility of helping it grow and become. However, we still have the expectation. Pastor, pray for me. We still have the expectation. I need a word from God. We still have the expectation. Come on, y'all. Y'all not ready. Y'all not ready. Because we still worried about how to pastor drive. Come on. Somebody put in the chat, grow up. Yes, grow up. Kingdom priority. Selah, I'm letting it sit in a minute because these, these are one-two punches. These are one-two punches because we feel like because we give some. You think about it. Come on, you got to do your taxes. Look at your giving statement and then look at your income. Is it at 10% at least? Okay, y'all looking. Don't walk up on me telling me that you with me, Pastor. I'm with you, Pastor. All the way, yes, but your giving is 2% of your 10%. Ooh. Yeah, that. Yeah, don't don't come don't come to me with that. And want to know why the pastor didn't show up at the hospital. And want to know why the church didn't send nothing when so and so died. 
Because we're doing what we can to, to make sure we keep ministry alive. Why pastor didn't come? Because pastor got to do other gigs to make ends meet. What? You shouldn't have brought me this, this coffee, babe. Come on. And God said, God said it. See, that's what I love about the Bible. Here's the other thing that encourages me here is that if I'm dealing with it today, if we're dealing with it today in today's time, I'm dealing with it as a leader here, then God also said, hey, Tim, this ain't nothing new. They've been acting the same way for eons. I spoke to Haggai, told him to tell his people, tell the people that I'm not happy with the fact that they say it's not time for me to give at that level. Well, when is the time going to come? Come on, when is the time? I think it's Ecclesiastes that says, um, um, if you consider the wind, you will never sow. It ain't going to never be the right time. When is it the right time? When do you feel like you've had enough? That's why he says you keep putting your money in bags with holes in it. When do you feel like the time is going to be right for you to increase your giving? It ain't. And I'm going to tell you, for me, I've increased my giving. I told you the other week, I've increased my giving because it ain't time. <laughs> it ain't the right time to increase my giving. And whenever that comes upon me, that's when I do it because I want to operate countercultural. Gas is going up. So then monitor your driving. Don't cut your giving. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. Monitor your eating out. Don't cut your giving. You looking at me, I'm looking at you. Come on. Mm-hmm. He says here, uh, <laughs> let me see where I want to pick up. I want to pick up. He says, because of your stinginess, he says, because of, he says, uh, let me go back so I can make sure I got it right. He says, you brought it to my temple and I blown it away because there was nothing to it. And why? He says, because while you've run around, caught up in taking care of your own houses, my home is in ruins. That's why. He says, I blew it away because of your stinginess. See, don't, here's the thing. You could, you could trick me all day long. And I'm gonna, let me just give you a little bit more. Let me give you a little bit more. There was a day in our church where I looked at giving, particularly for leaders. I don't do that anymore. And some of my, some of my, my counterparts will say, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Okay, I don't, I don't. I'm going to have to, you know, I get high level. Elder Lois gives me, she's like, you tell me what you want to see as it relates to contributors, individual contributors, givers. You tell me what you want to see. Okay. Because what I don't need, I don't need anything in me looking at anybody any differently because your giving is you and God. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how y'all looking. <laughs> That's between you and God because you can tell me all day that you with me. And I love you enough to believe you because love believes all things. But God knows 
where you are. He says, I blow away what you bring to me because you stingy. And I know what you got left over when you try to act like this is it. And God says, I know better. Oh, come on, Acts. Ananias Sapphira. Come on. Ananias and Sapphira, who uh, went and sold some property, brought it to Pe Peter and them, right? Separate times they brought. <laughs> Husband brought, the, brought it, fell dead because they sold some property. And then tried to act like what they was bringing was uh, the right amount, the 10%, the tithe. And they lied to the Holy Ghost about it. And the text says that when they offered it, the husband fell dead. A few minutes later, the wife came. And the word says, uh, you did the same thing your husband. And you're going to get carried out just the same way your husband got carried out. Because you're lying to the Holy Ghost. Both of them died at that. Pastor, you trying to scare us? No, 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 no. I'm not trying to scare you. I am trying to give you facts that God watches are giving. Because God says, hey, bring ye all. We see we don't like this kind of teaching. Let me see. We don't like this kind of teaching. And in this, uh, in this culture, well, what's going to happen in the world today? Listen, we need to be saving. But I told you this weeks ago, months ago. I told you that we need to be saving and prioritizing so that we will be fine. When there is a famine in the land, that there will be meat and despair in Joseph's house. Didn't I tell you? I told you. The Holy Ghost through me told you. And this is where we are. But you can't back up on your giving. Because gas prices go high. I know, I know. I'm probably preaching to the choir. Because those who give and are faithful in their giving... Y'all, y'all on here. People who probably not probably not logged off by now. I probably would. Cheers. So watch. Here's what God says. He says it's because of your stinginess. He said, and so I've given you a dry summer and a skimpy crop. I've matched your tight fit, uh, fistedness or stinginess by decreeing. A season of drought, drying up fields and hills, withering gardens and orchards, stunting vegetables and fruit. <laughs> Nothing, not a man or woman, not an animal or a crop is going to thrive. He says, my response to your stinginess is that I'm about to shut it all down. See, these words come because God says, I don't want to do that. But I need to give you a word of warning that at some point, my house has to be priority again. Come on. And it's so easy now to go from church to church. It's so easy just to swipe. It's just a click over if you're watching it on TV. You, we can go from church to church and make no commitment anywhere. We could go here and get a word. Oh, my God. Yes. And then go get another one. Yes. And no commitment anywhere.
Mm-hmm. God said, I shut it down. Verse 12 says, then the governor, Zerubbabel, the Zerubbabel uh, son of Seattle and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, and all the people with them listened, really listened to the voice of their God. When God sent a prophet or sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. In listening to Hagar, listen to Haggai, they honored God. Are y'all listening to this text? In receiving the prophet, you honor God. Then Haggai, God's messenger, preached God's message to the people. What's the word now? The word is, I'm with you, God's word. <laughs> and this is how God got Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the people moving. Got them to working on the temple of the God of the angel armies. This happened on the 24th day of the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius. So in other words, God said, y'all not doing right. I'm shutting it down because of your stinginess. I'm going to be stingy. Mm -hmm. But he said, if you listen, I'm with you. And so watch the, the challenge here is that can we hear the word of God and respond to it? Come on. You can't come on here every week and telling me Tim Fry got the word of God. I love the way he bring, he make the word plain. He make it, I can understand it. I can really go and add this to my life and you not so. Look at it, look at it, look at it. Listen, I don't even put my personal cash app on like a lot of preachers do. I don't. There's some of you out here that have contacted me and you got it and you saw to me personally, but I don't even put that out here like a lot of these people do. You put the church's cash app or how to give at the church and then put your personal. I have been told that I don't, I, I should do better. I just ain't that guy. I struggle. I struggle with that. I do. Because I want it to be God's house. Because if the people take care of God's house right, then the man of God or the servant of God will be taken care of right. Come on. Come on. I ain't always made the best decisions in my life personally, but what I do not play with is God's stuff. I don't play with God's stuff. I don't play with God's money. I am not crazy. I have been blessed because I don't. I don't. You're not going to walk into a sanctuary where Tim Fryer leads and see a picture of me in the sanctuary on a banner. Hey, Chrissy Bryant. <laughs> Come on. You're not going to say, because I'm not going to. That's God's space. I don't play with God's space. We go to God's space to worship. And y'all know me. Y'all know me. I should not. Y'all, I, I feel like as pastors, we should not come in here and have to get, give you scripture to give. But here's what's said. Here's what's said. I'm going to. What's said is. What is said. 
is that in congregations where it's predominantly African-American, we got to work hard to get it. I'm sick of that. God's taking me above that. Now, I'm like, Lord, now you know me. I'm, I'd rather worship and preach than to stand up here and ask for money. In the Jewish community, they put the receptacle outside the sanctuary. And at the top of the year, they say to you, what you pledging? Okay, make it happen. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> but here I come. I'm about to come down this lane. Get ready. I, I said it to uh, Wednesday night, but I'm going to go back. So, as we prioritize our giving, we should prioritize our giving so that we can spread the gospel. We need to prioritize our giving to the house of God. Here it is. And we got to prioritize our giving to the servant of God. I struggle. But if it's here in the word, it's here in the word. And I read it the other day, but I'll read it again because I feel like we need to hear it. So, so uh, I got to go. I should be ending right now. Here's my last one. Uh, Philippians chapter four, starting at verse 10. Here's what he says. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has uh, flourished again. Wait, let me pause. Let me pause. Let me pause. What should be happening? Come on. If, if, if God lays it on my heart to send money to help Ukrainian families, or anybody, if, if it's somebody here locally to help uh, flood victims and storm victims, it shouldn't be that I got to come back and ask for a special offering. Because if I take it out of what we have, it'll mess up our operational flow. It should not be. We should not take up special offerings to bless people. Y'all, y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. Lois, don't get me, but I'm about to say it. Listen, I told Lois the other day, I said, Lois, in the days to come, and I told y'all we was going to talk about this, and we'll be talking about it probably, uh, I may pull you together on a Wednesday night. We don't have the reload. We're out, we're finished that that uh, semester. I just want you to know. But I said to Lois, I said, now listen, I'm going to need you to buy a safe. Okay? I'm going to need you to get some cash in there because I want us to be positioned to help the saints should something happen with some kind of uh uh some kind of um uh network what's the word i'm looking for uh when they have warfare as it relates to uh oh i can't i can't i can't even think of it now what is the warfare when they come against uh come in uh cyber cyber warfare that if we got some kind of cyber warfare, thank you, thank you, lady. If we got some kind of cyber warfare and the saints can't get to their money, I want us to be positioned to help somebody get some water, help somebody pay their light bill. That's how, that's how I'm thinking. I'm thinking now we got to have cash on hand to help the saints. And I ain't just talking about now those who are less fortunate. I'm talking about the saints, our saints. But y'all, we got to be thinking like that. We need to have our own building now to start putting staples in. So to say, here's what lady told me the other day. She said, I had a, I had a, a dream that we had our own building. 
and that the enemy, that the thieves was trying to break into the building because of the stuff that we had stocked to help the saints. God can't keep showing us stuff like that, but yet still shutting up the pockets of people. Well, he don't shut them up, but you know what I'm saying. We got to get positioned. And it's going to take a financial prioritizing of the kingdom of God. And we can't have a plan without money. Any plan that we have needs to have a financial leg of the plan. That's what the enemy had when he wanted to tell everybody that he didn't raise from the dead supernaturally. They stole his body. What did he do? He put money on it. And you want to act like the word of God. Everybody need to hear the word of God. The word of God changed my life. You ain't putting no money on it. You declare it. Put some money where your mouth is. Now look how you looking. Look how you looking. Look how you looking. Okay. Where am I? Okay. <laughs> Here I am. It's this coffee. I'm trying to tell y'all. I had not planned for this today. I was going to be real low key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Our giving should go up after this. Uh, let me just go on and say it. Our giving should go up. I don't preach this stuff for our giving to go up. I don't. I preach this stuff for you to be in a line with God. Because as we give, listen, the text just showed it. That he says, when you do right by me, I'm going to make sure. I open up everything. He says, but because you feel like your house is more important than mine, no crops. Okay. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly. <laughs> Proverbs 14. That now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but you lacked an opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Whether you give to me or not, I'm going to be all right, he says. Okay. He says, I know how to abase and I know how to abound everywhere in all things. I've learned to be both full and hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I could do all things. If I, if I got to, if I got to uh, be at the low point, I could do it through Christ. If I could be at the, if I got to be at the high point, I could do it through Christ. That strengthens me. 14, nevertheless, you have done well. That you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but only you. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift. I want to make sure I remind you that. But I seek the fruit that abounds to your account people i want to make sure you may not you may have clicked on the day by accident and you may say oh this guy's up here preaching money you may not ever listen to me again but i do want you to hear this that the servants of god both female and male that preach the whole counsel of god we have to preach this we can't just preach what god's gonna do for you but we also have to preach what we must do to align with him. I got to preach all of that. 
I can't just preach. God's going to bless you. God's going to bless you. He's going to give you what you need. Just declare it. Just speak it. I got to preach it all. But why? Because Paul says here, it's not just about what I get. He says, I ain't studying that. But I, I do care enough about your account in heaven. So if you never hear me preach again and you go to other churches, what you got to understand is when you hear this kind of talk, when you're getting challenged about your investment in the kingdom, there is an account in heaven. That although, this is why I teach Christ in the church, that although we give naturally, there is a spiritual, a supernatural a part of giving that you cannot see, but God does. And we get caught up on the natural. We get caught up on the natural. That's what we do. We get caught up on the natural and it was like, I'm giving and I'm trying and it's tight for me over here. And da, 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 da. yeah, it wasn't that tight when you was at the movies the other night. It wasn't that tight when you go to the rooftop and, and enjoy your city. Hey, I'm not saying not to do that. I'm just saying add God to the priority list. Cheers. Because when we do it, God recognizes it and responds to it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you that you give so God can move. But I do tell you that you give because he has moved. But then he gives because you have responded. <sighs> not that I seek the gifts, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and I abound. I am full, having received the uh, received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me, sweet smelling aroma and and uh, acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God. Um, you know, I said this to you before. I said it to Wednesday night, and I'll say it again: that when you give to the servant of God, it's a part of worship. See, when I was a kid. My grandmother, Nora Peacock, I remember that that was when my, my granny went to a Disciples of Christ church and uh, they had church like on first and third Sunday. And what's so funny, I, I never forget her pastor for a time there was Reverend Williams. And my daddy made me remember that Reverend Williams was preaching at this church in Benson, North Carolina, but he was also the pastor uh, of the church where my granddaddy went, my granddaddy on my daddy's side. So my granny was my mama's mama. My granddaddy, my daddy's daddy, uh, Reverend Williams preached over that church too on second and fourth. It was so funny, same guy. So when I would go and spend, you know, the summers or the, some time with granny, you know, I would, would see Reverend Williams and granny would fix cakes for them. Okay. Didn't have a lot. But they would, you know, cook and bring to make sure the pastor, the preacher, didn't have to stop nowhere and spend no money. So they would cook for him. And I know in the day's day, we don't operate that way, especially in a pandemic. You know, folk not operating that way. But what I'm saying is, as I was a kid, I understood in my home, that was a middle American home growing up, the preachers who would fly in to preach for Reverend Z.D. Harris at Oak Grove Freewood Baptist Church, Reverend Harris would always bring them by the house. And they would at least have one meal because they knew Miss Fry, Miss Fry, Miss Fry going to make that chicken salad and fry that chicken. We got to go by Miss Fry house if we're going to eat anywhere. 
because we understood. My daddy didn't trip. My daddy wasn't like, well, you ain't going to be preaching, be cooking for them. No, my daddy was happy for them to come because they understood that we are blessing the man of God and his family. And so when we give to the servant of God, it's worship. He says, Paul says it, that God is a sweet smelling savor to God. Whew. Okay, I'm about finished. My time up. I got to go. Um, so he says, verse 19, here it is. And my God, I said this to, the, to them on, on uh, Thursday, I'll say to you. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Here it is. What we do, I'm, I'm turning my, my, my iPad off, I'm turning it off. What we do, y'all, is we take scripture and like salt, sprinkle it over our lives, thinking it's going to add some flavor. And I just want you to know, you that's one that you just can't wake up and declare. Because if we're going to use it in the context, the context was Paul was saying, because y'all have given out of your need, your heart has been positioned to give. You had seasoning in your life that you wanted to give, but you couldn't because you didn't have opportunity to get it to me. But now you got opportunity. Okay, the internet's back up. You can cash app. It was down for a minute. Now it's back up and you can give it. And he says, I want to make sure that when you give, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches, mine, yours, and his works together. My needs, because you have done it. And my God is my God will supply your need according to his riches. In, in glory, listen, by Christ Jesus, my God, your needs, his riches by Christ. That there is a connectivity happening here. It's the triune Godhead. It's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost working with the servant of God to make sure you get blessed. So the other day I received a $50 gift in my cash app. And I made sure I sent this scripture and I said, I declare this over your life because that's order. Prioritizing the kingdom of God. And we have to prioritize God's kingdom through our giving. <sighs> All right. We finish. Hmm. <laughs> through our giving that's what we do so I'm going to be done right here yeah I want to challenge you one thing I never do is give you an opportunity to give again because we don't do that here but I do sense that based on the word of God based on pushing the kingdom based on us having to prioritize or many of us reprioritize I want to give us an opportunity to do it right here. Here's something I never do. But I only do it when I sense God to do it. And I'm going to do it right now. I'm giving $50. I'm sending $50, just $50 above my tithe and offering to Christ Center Church right now via uh, our online giving. Okay? So, if that's you, and you want to align with that, 
do it. I'm gonna lead it right now. Fifty bucks. I'm leading it. If I was one of them preachers, I'd tell you to give two hundred and twenty-two dollars because it's twenty twenty-two. I, that ain't me though. But I'm about to text to give right now. Fifty dollars. Anybody that's willing to follow me, text the give information is right here. Text to give. Somebody come go with me. Because I want to make sure that with everything that I'm asking God for, that I align and make, because what I'm really asking God, God, make me a priority to you. And of course I am. He sent his son to die for me. Now I got to make sure I am, am making sure he's a priority. I'm not sowing this to get it back. <laughs> I'm sowing this to make sure I'm in line. Look how y'all look. Yeah, I expect for it to go down. Numbers going down now. I expect for it to go down. But there's some people on this call who could do more than that. I just started. I set the bar. You ain't got to go there. You can go above. You can do it right here. Because I'm making sure that I promote the gospel of Jesus Christ, not just with my mouth, but with my giving. I'm prioritizing. Before I can get to posture, come on. Before I can get to other places, I need to make sure that now, now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time. I'm lining up right now in everything. I'm not going to preach it. I'm going to give it. Somebody out there got a building, know somebody with a building, got the connections. Listen, I, normally I don't do this kind of stuff, but I just feel God. I feel him. Who got the building? Tell me where it is. We need to go. We need to go look for it. We need to go look for it. It's time. It's time. People say, I miss, I miss worshiping with the people. I miss seeing people face to face. Yeah, it's, that's second. That's second. What needs to be primary is that we're pushing the kingdom agenda. So we can have a place to meet. Come on. I know churches now got buildings and ain't delivering the word like we're delivering it. Quality, accuracy, all of it. Come on. It's time. It's time. Where are you? Where are you? If you are today taking the challenge to align and prioritize God in your pursuits of him, in your thinking, and in your giving, I want you to put in the chat right now, I accept the challenge. Prioritizing God. Prioritizing God. Push him in your network. Push him on your social media pages. Come on. Make sure that the kingdom of God takes precedence over everything. Tell your children that we want to align with God's agenda for the family. 
You got to tell them, hey, if your coach is putting practice on Wednesday night and we got Bible study on Wednesday night, then we're going to do that first. Look how y'all looking. Look how y'all looking. We don't want to do that. Yeah, we will be willing to go and make sure, well, we can just get online where we are. You know full well you're not focused. Your word ain't out. Put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom and all of the other stuff. Well, I need my, my kid to be well-rounded, so I put him or her into so-and-so. I get that. But when you put God first, he will make sure that everything else gets put in place. Listen, God is calling his kingdom back in line. Back in line. God showed me, showed me a picture uh, some years ago when I was preaching of his, his body and the church. It's like God is our covering. The church is our foundation and we live in the middle. It's God. It's his church and we live in the middle. Come on. That dude's telling me you need to preach the cross. You simple minded. People hear the cross all day. They wear them. They wear crosses while they rapping and cussing people out. Come on, bro. You don't just preach the cross. You didact the cross to understand it. Come on. Just like when they took Jesus and put him on that cross. Nicodemus was a wealthy politician. Nicodemus was a Christ follower, but nobody knew it. And we dog him out because he came at night. He realized if they understood that he was a Christ follower, he would lose some position. But his mind was out there in society with the mind stayed on Christ. So then when they put him on there, him and Joseph was a rich man. Didn't know that he was a Christ follower. But when they need to put his body somewhere, the rich man said, I got a tomb. <laughs> I got some property that I want to donate to the body of Christ. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. And in order for the gospel to get out, Jesus had to go in somebody's tomb in order for him to be celebrated as the risen one. He needed somewhere to rise up out of. And it was a businessman that said, I got it. Nicodemus connected with uh, Joseph they got his body come on it was the launching pad influence come on financial affluency was the launching pad of the gospel don't just stop at the cross if he stayed on the cross, we wouldn't have the power that we have. Grow up some, get somewhere and grow up. Did that, y'all can tell that made me mad. Didn't <laughs> All right, look, I love y'all. I gotta go. Yes, Christy, take care of God's business and he will take care of yours. Let me say something to you. This grace.
is running out for you to put your house in front of his that grace is running out he said you're going to wonder why you can't seem to thrive because he said there in that text Haggai nothing will thrive male or female field storehouses animals nothing is going to thrive until you line up the to-do list We're ex executing the kingdom agenda today. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you now for those who are receiving your word, for those who are responding to your word, have responded to your word. And I pray now, Lord Jesus, that you'll make clear what you have placed in front of us, the assignments that we have, make it clear. Lord, the connections and the influence that those who are listening have, make it clear that they need to make connections for your body. And I thank you now for those who are making the decision to make you Christ and Lord of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you're here today, they're going to put the information in the screen, uh, in the chat, that if you uh, want to align with Christ Center Church, if you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, you can get saved today. That is your first step in prioritizing the kingdom is giving him your life, number one. Or for some of us, giving him our lives again. A rededication, afresh. Number two, if you want to join Christ Center Church, come on, God has positioned us to make the shift to be virtual and virtual with quality. Come on. You need to get a, get get on board here. Because you got some gifts and talents that God wants to use. So, information's there. If you need salvation, you can connect New Life to that phone number. If you want to join Christ Center Church, you can text connect to that number. That's 404 900-7705. I love the opportunity to be your pastor. Yeah. I feel God. I feel God. I feel the challenge of coming to the next level. Because we like for God to take us to the next level. But sometimes we just got to say, no, God, it ain't on you on this one. It's on me. I'm coming up. I'm stepping up. I'm shifting my focus. I'm shifting my thinking. I'm prioritizing my giving. Because that's where your heart is. Yeah, don't tell me you with me. And your money ain't here. Look how you looking. Because that's where your, where your treasure is, Jesus says. Your heart will be there also. I know where your treasure is based on how you drive, how you eat, how you, how you dress. The purses you wear, the shoes you wear, come on. The devices you have. Y'all know me, I'm as gadgety as they come. I'm gadgety. Make no bones about it. But I make sure. Come on. Make sure. And I'm in line with God. I'm stretching myself in giving. All right, 
I love y'all. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. So if you're here today, I want you to receive this. I want you to receive the fact that you are ambassadors of Christ, that you leave this place to seek and to save that which is lost. I declare that everything your hands touch shall prosper in every place. The soles of your feet shall tread upon you shall possess. I declare in Jesus name <laughs> that you're above only and not beneath. You're the head and not the, the tail. On your job, favor waits for you. You are not the problem, but you are the solution to the problem. I declare in Jesus name that your home is established in peace. That your single life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. That your marriage life is whole, healthy, and satisfied in the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blessings of the Lord be upon you. Wholeness, benefit, prosperity, and favor may it be your portion both now and forever. Go in peace and the God of peace goes with you. Hey, y'all, I love you. I want you to have an amazing week with the priorities aligned with the kingdom of God. Execute his agenda this week. I'll see you next Sunday. You say you want to really get connected with believers and followers of Christ. Well, it's really simple. Just go to our Christ Center Church Facebook page. Go to the More tab and click Groups. From there, you'll see the Christ Center Nation group and click Join. Finding your tribe has never been so easy when you join Christ Center Nation today. today.